This is Vic from your friendly neighborhood show. Chew on this, a Nerd United podcast. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow us and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, it's at Chew on this podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Chew on this pod. We're active on all three social media sites. And it's not just podcast episode announcements, but it's also memes, nerd news, and any special events the show might be at. Now light some candles, pour a glass of wine, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So as I was saying, we I'm gonna I'm gonna put this video tomorrow on uh, on our Facebook to coincide with the release of Mulan. Um, I wish I had seen the movie before we talked, but you know uh, I, I don't have that kind of access yet. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen the movie either. It makes you feel any better? <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, that's 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 kind of fair. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, this is our fourth interview, um, and this is the first time we've ever done it face to face. Are, I know. You, I haven't seen you since Sacramento. <laughs> I know. Are you tired of us yet? Are you tired of me constantly texting you and saying, "Hey, you got a new movie coming out. Can you come on our no, show?" No, it's great. It's great. I, I mean, it's it's nice that uh, people are interested. That you're interested, and you know, it's great. It's great to talk about. I I, I love the work that you do. It's it's freaking amazing, and and I'm so glad that 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 documentary is coming out. Um, and I realized when I was watching that documentary when that first debuted that we had never interviewed a stunt man. We've only interviewed, interviewed stunt women. Um, and I think it's, I think it might be growing too. Cause I, uh, since I know you, I was wondering, hopefully maybe I can get your sister to come on too, because that would be amazing sure. to get both money makers on our show. Um, we should be really come fun. on at the same time. <laughs> oh yeah. That would be great. If you guys, yeah, can, we, if, we yeah. do, we just did a podcast together. Um, the other day we do a lot of stuff together. We're a good team. <laughs> well, I see all your Instagram posts. You guys are always working out together and, yeah. and doing uh, doing funny stunts together uh, on those mats. Um, well, BJ couldn't be here because um, you know he teaches, so we can he couldn't come this early, but he wanted to. Um, but uh, another thing that you wouldn't have known either is that today is my birthday. So this is a great birthday oh, present. Happy birthday! Me. Thank wow. you. So I get to talk to you and interview you by myself on my birthday, which is awesome. That's great. Um, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, before we get started, I, I, I kind of I, I want to bring this up, and, and you can you cannot talk about it if you don't want to. But I, I wanted to get your thoughts on on, on the passing of Chadwick. Oh, um, well. Did you know him at all? I, I knew yeah, you, I mean, we worked together. I think we first time we worked together was maybe Captain America: Civil War. So we've worked together quite a bit. Um, I honestly, it's devastating. I mean. I didn't know that he was sick, so it was very. It was a shock for me. Yeah, it was all of us. No, I think nobody knew that he was sick. Um, yeah, he was. I mean, bless him for keeping his private life private, because that's really hard to do when you're somebody of his stature. Um, honestly, it's 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 sad on so many fronts. Because on the one hand, my personal feeling about it is this person that was a wonderful man that 
I worked with that was always in a great mood and so nice to everybody. And he's such a pleasure to work with. So my personal sadness is from that of, of losing somebody that I, I know was such a great, was such a great man. And then you look at the impact that he actually had. I mean, he was an incredibly hard worker and incredibly talented and very driven and focused. So he, he worked very hard for what he had. Um, but he was this icon in so many ways. I mean, did so many different movies, the Jackie movie and, you know, obviously being, um, playing T'Challa and, you know, and being, <laughs> being the Black Panther, you know, for all these young kids looking up for a superhero and looking up for a role model. And here he was the King. Um, right. Right. So it's so, it's heartbreaking, especially, I mean, <laughs> chills. it's heartbreaking for all those, everybody, but all those little kids that, looked up to him as their superhero and right. we have representation and not just representation. Like here's somebody who's, you know, African-American or, or, or whatnot, but somebody who's the biggest, you know, one of the biggest stars in the Marvel universe and made one of the biggest impacts ever with his film and his team. Um, so it's, it's pretty devastating on a lot of different fronts, you know? Yeah. Even for me, I remember watching the movie in the theater and getting teary eyed because you know I, I'm not white, and but I saw the 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 care that they took with Black Panther, and the culture that was in that movie, and I couldn't wait till I saw that, and I, I'll get that with Shang Chi, but there's no Shang Chi without Black Panther, you know, with it with you know not only it being the first you know major, I mean Blade was a, a, an African American superhero too, but just something this big with the MCU. Yeah. And then making that much money and that big of an impact. I mean, the most heartbreaking things Oscar that I've seen. nominations. Yes, Did you ever exactly. see that for an action film? Right, exactly. Yeah. And the things that are the most heartbreaking is the, the, when the news broke, I saw this one picture uh, going viral of this little boy just giving the uh, Wakanda forever, uh, crossing his arms and crying. And I was like, Jesus, this is, this is worse than I, I'm taking this. I mean, there's been a lot of celebrity deaths this year because 2020 sucks. But yeah. uh, but this one this one really hit hard, and I'm 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 posting like every single day something about him because all these stories are coming out and they're so beautiful. Yeah, the, this, it's a little kids that's that's the hardest. Um, I saw a post with a little little boy, and he had his little panther um, action figures next to him, just crying, and you know, you just it breaks your heart because especially as a kid, you have these, these dreams of the future and this idea of what the world is and will become for you. And what you're looking to is these heroes to show you this, you know, amazing world. And when you're a little kid and you lose, lose your hero, I mean, that's, that's devastating. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's relatable too, because, you know, even though Wakanda is a made a place, they took very much care to make it seem like a real place in Africa. Um, I mean, it feels real to me. <laughs> it was, it, yeah. it was gorgeous. Um, but yeah, I, I knew you had worked with him on Civil War, so I just wanted to get your take on, you know, do you have any Chadwick stories that, that you had from filming with him on that movie? On on Civil War? Yeah. Or any um, movie, actually. Yes. So, uh, Civil War, I think um, a lot of our work was just in the council. I think we, I think that was, I, mean, I can't remember if we actually had him as Black Panther. I think we just had him in the council when they all went to meet, when the, there was a bomb that went off. Um and what I remember from first meeting him is just that he was just very like mild, uh, I don't want to say mild manner, but just that he was very even keel. He kind of made you feel really comfortable. Uh, you know, he's a big star and 
I know I've been in this universe forever, but it's my first time meeting him. And he was just very much like, oh, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Cool. We're going to do this now. Great. You know, just really super zen, mm-hmm. uh, which I really I liked about him because, you know, sometimes movie sets can get a little, especially when a lot of A-list celebrities are in there, you know, the people around them start getting anxious and the, you know, the, the vibe is a little bit anxious, but he made everything, you know, kind of zen. Um, I remember I have more like action stories from um, probably Infinity War or oh, sure, again, because he was around a lot more. I just we, we had a lot more time training with him and working with him. Um, and yeah, I just he just. He's always working hard. He was always doing great things. He's always just being being nice, being funny. Um, I don't have a particular story, but just I just remember him making set a nice place to be. Uh, well, that's uh, from the stories that I hear. Sometimes that's, that's the, the best, the best thing that stars can do is make it mm. a good working environment. I've heard some pretty bad horror stories. Um, so a while back, uh, I forget which interview it was, but you had mentioned that you wanted to start getting into stunt coordinating. And that's why we're here today is to, to, to my knowledge, you've done coordinating for two or three things, I think three things, but fight coordinating specifically for Mulan. Um, you did some stunt coordinating total for this show called Don't Look Deeper, which probably it's a really cool premise. Um, but um, can you walk me through the process of how it goes from, you know, stunt performing and then becoming a stunt coordinator on such a giant movie like Mulan? I mean, it's a $200 million flick. Well, first of all, I I was the fight coordinator for the reshoots of Milan, so I don't want to take credit for the full okay. movie. That was a whole different team. And oh, they're okay. a wonderful, amazing team. But we came back to shoot, basically, not reshoot. It was they wanted to add a big scene, and it was a specific scene to the movie, and it was a really cool scene that we got to choreograph and and shoot. Um, so that piece right there was what I was a part of. Um, I the process of going from a stunt performer to stunt coordinator or fight coordinator generally, you know, generally you start a little younger than I did. You, you know, you start getting a little assistant coordinating job here or someone kind of brings you on to help out, gives you a little bit of a credit. You learn a little bit more. That's how that works. But for me, I've just, I'm still, I mean, I was in the gym. I shouldn't, I was in a facility yesterday um, with my sister doing all sorts of like tricking and flips. Like I'm still, capable of doing all this performing and all these things. So it was hard for me to not take these big films and not perform in these big films. So I spent a lot of years like sticking with the performer world. Um, and it wasn't until after Endgame that I got offered to co-coordinate on a movie called The Hunt with Hank Amos. And it was a very, I, they wanted a female fight coordinator, which was really cool, really great on the directors and producers and everything um, because it was a, a fight between these two women and it was, they wanted it to have a female you know, spin. Right. Um, and so H- Hank basically said, like, I, I have somebody, but I, I think she's going to, she's not going to do it unless we bring her on as a stunt coordinator. Like she's ultimately going towards stunt coordinating. So they, they agreed to let us co-coordinate the film, which was really great because Hank's been, you know, he's been in the business for a long time. He's been coordinating for a long time. It was nice for me to come in with all my knowledge and experience, but also see a little bit of the, um, you know, the office side of things that I don't normally see and learn from him. Mm-hmm. So that was my jump into coordinating. I will say that I've helped, I wouldn't not say helped coordinate, but been around and been a big part of contributing to the coordination, if that makes sense, um, yeah, yeah. on a lot of films, just because I've been around for so long. Um, and actually on John Wick 3 with Halle Berry, it, it turned into kind of a thing where I had been training her for like six months because we were separate from the team. 
And then the team came back and we all started training her. And by the time we went to Morocco for her piece of the film, I was almost kind of like her personal stunt coordinator. And the stunt coordinator of that film, Scott Rogers, is actually the one who brought me on to do Milan. And I think it was because I had kind of like been there and sort of helped to coordinate with her and helped him. Um, and so he thought, oh, okay, this is something that you're pretty good at. So he brought me on um, to, to fight coordinate Milan. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my path. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, uh, is it a different kind of joy to, to fight coordinate versus actually performing the, the fight it yourself? Yeah, it's definitely different. I will say that I, I enjoy fight coordinating because it's like directing. I mean, you basically, they give you a storyboard or, or a script or whatever it is they're giving you to work off of. And, um, you basically go in and you get to design, I mean, obviously, you don't have final say, but you go in there, you get to design, you get to map out the entire fight. You get to decide who does what, what moves go where, what story you're telling by these moves. Um, and then you get to shoot it and edit it and basically make a story. So for me, fight coordinating, uh, it's a really fun because it's similar to what I ultimately want to do, which is direct. Um, so, so it's a different, it's a different kind of joy. I do, I do miss performing though. Um, and so I haven't stopped. (laughs) I've had a couple of, you know, uh, I've done, gone and done a couple jobs here and there. Um, well, you so have Avatar, I'm, right? You have Avatar coming out. I saw <laughs> on your IMDb that you did some stunts there. Yeah, that was quite a while ago. <laughs> well, th- those movies have been in production for a really long yeah. time. So so I can understand yeah. why you would think that. Be, it was probably longer for you because uh, you actually did the, did the work. But for us, we've been waiting forever for those movies. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, no, I mean, I think, that, I think that's a four-year shoot yeah uh, i think they're it's a long time I don't, I don't know they're doing two though I think. yeah yeah two and three i think are even either two and three are together or two three and four are together it's 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 a massive undertaking yeah big it'll, big deal um, it'll be almost a it was decade really... by the time the first movie came out yeah you know what uh people waiting yeah for sure it's it's crazy how um how much goes into that though i will say it was really uh really special to work with James Cameron, you know, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) That was your first time ever working with him, right? Yeah. How did you, uh, was, uh, did you stunt double for somebody or just did stunts? No, I just kind of like played one of the characters and did some fights and some stunts and stuff. Um, I didn't, I shouldn't say I played one of the characters. I was one of the fighters. Okay. Um, hard to say exactly (laughs) what I was because I'm not sure. (laughs) What I'll look like ultimately. <laughs> oh, so you were so you were in a, a blue, a green, like a blue suit or something, motion, a mocap suit. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think with with most of that, um, most of that film, you're going to see a lot of animated, you know, characters yeah. and whatnot. Um, but yeah, we I, we did a whole fight piece and got to be in there with some of the greats. So it was, it was a that was a really special experience for sure. Is uh, I've I've heard some stories about Cameron on set how how he's very demanding but he's very brilliant too. Did you ever get did you get to experience any of that on on, on set? Well, um, I wasn't there for a long period of time, you know. Um, but what I I I, I kind of recognize that's kind of how I am too. I'm very much a perfectionist and I have a vision of what I want and I'm very dedicated to that the outcome being what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to try to surround myself with people that are like-minded so that I don't get in a situation where I've overwhelmed somebody. Um, but I saw like a super drive and I saw, I didn't see anything other than what I would recognize in me, like dedication to the moment, drive to get it right. And we did, we did so many takes all day long to get this piece right. Um, 
and he was very nice. So I, I very much respect how he works and, and I, I, that's how I experienced for sure. I've heard a lot of stuff on a, uh, well, not a lot of stuff, but I heard one story about a podcast on a podcast where he, uh, they had an issue on set and he came up with the most simplistic genius way of filming. And I forget what it was, but it was, it was just brilliant because in a big budget movie like that, you would think, you know, you come up with all these expensive ideas and he just came up with this like simple on the spot choice that worked out really well. And I thought it was just an awesome story. Um, Oh, that's great. I could see him, you know, Let's simplify this, guys. How about we do this? But that comes when with experience and with you know with creatives that know he knows what he wants to. I mean, I've been on sets before where you can tell that whether it's a disconnect between what the producers want and the directors want and what the actors want, or just in general, we're not sure how everything's going to go. Um, you can tell when you come to set and they're like, okay, so we're going to shoot seven different angles from here, here, here on this scene, and then we'll move over to the bridge. <laughs> you don't know if this is even going to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's probably how the Russo brothers are, right? I mean, they planned out that, you know, that epic so so well. I, they they clearly know what they're doing. I mean, they're, it, I can't even believe how even being on set for Endgame and everything, that, how they brought all of that together and found a space for each person and were able to tell the story. That was that was incredible. I was I, the whole time I was like, I don't know how they're going to do this. This is this is so hard. Um, so they, they clearly had some kind of plan and knew what they were doing. <laughs> that, was, that was a big feat. How many times have you seen Endgame? I've seen it like 10 times, I think. I've only seen it a few times. Um, you know, it's, it's sad. <laughs> it's a sad part. <laughs> yeah. Half spoiler. I, yeah. No, it's not a spoiler now, but. <laughs> <laughs> we never know. <laughs> oh, true. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I was, when I saw it, I, I actually immediately thought about you uh, in the scene that you're talking about. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I was like, oh, man. Um, but but there is there is a different movie coming out um, mm-hmm. that is really late, but hopefully it'll. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I did send you that meme, which was I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. About, um, but uh, fashionably so- late. We're fashionably late. Oh my God. I, I, I was talking to We're BJ. Pandemically like, late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, uh, I was going through some old ads that we had for a lot of the movies that we were, that, you know, we were supposed to uh, review. And it was funny to go back and see the episode numbers of all the movies when they were supposed to release back early uh, in spring. Um, and they were like, they're like 24 weeks away, like in the past that they were supposed to release. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, it's really different. Actually, we wouldn't even be talking like this if yeah. it wasn't for the pandemic. Uh, we would probably still oh, be yeah? doing the old phone thing. We had to find a <laughs> we had to find something new to do during this whole pandemic, and we started researching um, video conferencing stuff. And we did a virtual Comic Con, and this program came about. And so we started interviewing everybody over the summer uh, this way. So oh, cool. you know, we wouldn't be doing this you know, kind of face to face if it wasn't for the pandemic. So some positive came out of it. Although there's some I mean, movies there's, that we just saw. Yeah. I, it's obviously like, this is not something anyone wishes on upon anyone or any world. And it's been very challenging, but they're always, no matter what, ha- you know, if you say something bad, say something bad happens, there's always some kind of regrowth, rebirth, something that comes from it. Otherwise it'd be really, really rough world. <laughs> We'd be living in the, uh, you know, probably the, uh, during the, the, what's it, during the 
Black Ages or whatever back in the oh, day. The dark Ages. Yeah, the Dark Ages. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what it would be. Uh, did you um, for the hunt? Um, when you came in for that fight sequence, did you know about all the controversy that was going on with that film before release? Well, I mean, we didn't, there wasn't controversy with it yet because it wasn't a thing. Yeah. yeah. So I was on the film from the beginning. So okay. I, read the, I read the script and if you read the script or you watch the movie, you know that it's not, um, you know that it's a satire making fun of everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's very, um, I thought it was a great script. Um, so we went ahead and, and filmed it, you know, and, created all the, the action for it and, you know, did the whole shoot and everything. And it wasn't until they started doing um, promos and stuff for it that the controversy started with it. Um, mm-hmm. The problem is people who were saying things about the film hadn't seen it. That tends so, to happen a lot. Yeah. So um, I'm really glad that it ultimately did come out and I hope people see it because it's a great movie. I mean, it really yeah. is. It's funny. an interesting film. It's an interesting film. It really, it really takes a, a turn to everything and it's, it's it's a fun watch. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. It's Blumhouse. You know, they they do cool, violent stuff, but it's supposed to be a satire, and it's supposed to. It's supposed to. You know, I don't know. I I, I guess you just got to go watch it and make your own decision on it. Um, but I wouldn't have been a part of something that I thought, in some way, was, you know, not just going to be controversial, but something that would hurt other people. Or you know, I wouldn't right, want right. to be a part of something like that. No, I don't see you doing something like that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you, so those, both those movies came out in 2020 or supposed to come out in 2020 as Mulan and the hunt. Did you do those like kind of at the same time almost? No, the hunt was, um, first, right? Well, yeah, I guess I did. We finished the hunt in the spring and then I did Mulan in the fall. So yeah, I guess so. And then um, I did don't look deeper in between the two, which that, by the way, Isaac is a fun, fun show. That the the premise I don't have Quibi, so I haven't been able to watch it yet. But I read the I read the synopsis on it, and it's a pretty interesting, like one of those, um, almost fantasy type uh, shows that you're you're trying to chase after this one question for the whole show that always captures you on it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to hopefully finding that show somewhere else to watch it. But I I, I don't have Quibi right now. Um, yeah, it was it was a really. Um interesting premise great show great people it's Catherine Hardwick as the director so obviously it was really great to get to work with her um you know it was, it was fun I had a little little um car chase in there it wasn't a big deal but um I don't know if you call it a chase it was a little car sequence uh and I I called some of the most amazing stunt drivers in the business just like why not I'll ask them yeah, um yeah. I had Donna and Debbie Evans I had um Jay Lynch I had you know Chris Palermo and I just, I had some of the best drivers ever that agreed to come work for me, which was really special because, you know, it's a big, <laughs> it's a big deal that it wasn't even a, you know, a big sequence for them. And they're like, oh, I'll come work for you on a TV show. So that was, that was pretty much the highlight there for me. <laughs> well, I think your, I think your, your, your resume proves that, that people would want to come work for you. Um, in, in the stunt woman documentary, speaking of car chases or, or you, you, do a cannon roll in the, in the, hmm. in the trailer. What, what movie was that from? It's a movie called the host. Um, and it was, Oh, sorry about that. Uh, the, um, the author who wrote the twilight series also wrote this book called the host. And, um, they made a movie out of it. It didn't go, it didn't, but, um, it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting premise. Uh, 
it's like in the future when we have um, aliens have come to the planet or something and they're embodying, um, they're able to like embody humans and use them as hosts and stuff. Um, I made it sound way more sci-fi than it really is, but either way, (laughs) to flip a car. (laughs) (laughs) How was that? that. Uh, Most exciting thing I've ever done on set, really. I mean, it looked really bad. A little nerve wracking, but um, yeah, I mean, I knew I was doing it for a few months. And so I had gone and done a couple of extra rally schools and done a bunch of practice out, you know, sliding cars around, you know, at stunt schools, they let, you know, sometimes they'll let you come and rent, rent a car for a day and just train, um, just kind of prepping for it. Um, you know, but you can't really rehearse it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to ask. How do you practice yeah. flipping a car like that? I mean, you flip what, like six times in that, in that shot. I think it flipped four times, but yeah, you don't, you can practice driving. You can practice hitting a mark. You can practice going through the steps of what you would do, but there's no, I mean, not to say there's no way you can practice. It's just pretty expensive. If someone's going to set it up for you, you might as well just wait and do it. <laughs> right. So while you were, what's your thought process while this car is just flipping over what looked like you were going like 60 or 70 miles an hour? I was probably going about 45 or 50. My speedometer was broken in the car. Oh. <laughs> So like that old Volvo. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I believe um, one of my amazing team, I think it was Chris Palermo or um, Jeremy Fry. I can't remember who was like hitting me with a radar gun on all the run-ups, trying to tell me, okay, this is how fast you're going. So I could kind of mark what the speed was. And on, we don't know how fast I was going at the, on, for real, but on the day when we were going, I had everything in my head of like, okay, get to your mark, hit the brake, grab the E, slide the car, hit the button. I'm just repeating this whole thing mantra in my head and all of a sudden halfway down the run I realize I'm not paying attention to the speed of the you know tumbleweed that's going past so I just kind of hit the gas a little more I'm like oh, better to go, better to go a little too fast I guess and a little too slow and not get over so I think yeah. it was going faster than we meant for me to go uh-huh. um which is probably why I put so much but um what I was thinking when I actually was in the air flipping around was two things one was like wow this is really fun and two i really hope that i i land within all the camera range (laughs) like i hope i didn't miss my mark because i you know i didn't but i in at the time in the air i'm like god did i hit that mark am i gonna be okay i'm like i'm gonna get it be exactly where they wanted me to land um yeah it's mostly had anxiety about making sure i got them their shot (laughs) as a person that does not do stunts for a living that is a crazy mindset as you're in a car accident that's just that's a that that's amazing that is such an amazing thing as you're I have you ever seen uh, uh, Talladega Nights with the yeah. uh, so you know the part where Will Ferrell's flipping upside down and and uh, he's yeah. having these like monologues? Yeah, I'm picturing you doing this and saying, "Oh man, I wonder if I hit this mark like in slow motion <laughs> as you're in this dangerous role." That's just crazy to think that while you're doing that. Well, I think the first hit um, when I first landed on the on the it was actually the corner of the driver's side edge of the windshield where I hit first and it was a, obviously a pretty hard hits car accident and I'm cinched in with all my belts and I've got a roll cage in there but my I think my initial thought was like wow that was a hard hit these uh, these effects guys made a good roll cage because it, if that you know really 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 opened my eyes to a regular car accident and what would have happened to me if I had not even going 70 or 80 that you might be going on a freeway sometime if I had landed on the front corner of my you know, windshield like that, it would have been pretty rough. So I did have that first thought of like, Ooh, good roll cage. And then, Oh, I got to hope I hit my mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. Cause 
I've watched that scene to uh, prepare for the, you know, I've watched the trailer a few times to prepare for the show and thinking about, and just watching that particular scene, I'm like, Oh my God, she must be going crazy in there. And then hearing what you're saying now as this like almost calm demeanor of like, Oh man, I hope I, I hit my mark. is just crazy. Cause it's such a violent role. It's just so odd as a person who doesn't work in <laughs> to hear that and see what you're doing. Um, yeah, I guess it's just, that is the mindset I always have when I go to work is like, obviously we prepare, make everything safe. If I'm not, if I'm not comfortable with doing something or I think it's unsafe, I won't do it. So once I know that we've done as many rehearsals as possible and that I'm going to do this thing, my mind goes from, okay, we've prepped properly. So now all I care about is making sure that one, they get the shot they want. And two, I do it right away in case they don't give me the opportunity to get the shot I want. You know, know, sometimes it's fine it's fine whereas i would look at it and go that wasn't the best i could do so generally my biggest issue that i have is that i want to be prepped and ready and get the exact shot i want on the first take so that i know if we move on you know i'm not wishing we had gotten something else right right so it's it's kind of the mindset i always have anyway so just i I guess i just clicked into that i know but it, it might be difficult for you to get yourself out of like stunt woman but as a civilian who doesn't work in the like do stunts for a living it's just it's a really odd thing just watching that car flip so violently and all you care about thinking is, I hope I get the shot. <laughs> Whereas I would think, I hope she's okay. You know? Like, well, you know what? If you think about it this way, I meant to do that. Like going into the day, right, right. I was hoping to do something like that. I was hoping to slide my car, hit a button and flip the car at least once. I, so I was really hoping that that would happen so it's a little different when you planned it like talladega nights it's a movie but like had he flipped his car a bunch he's it's a different thought process like he didn't mean to i meant to do it so maybe that helps a little bit in terms of like why i wasn't like oh my car is flipping it's like yes okay make sure i get your mark <laughs> good we're flipping that's what i wanted <laughs> i mean because at that point you have no control once you flip right you're just at the mercy of gravity and, and what you did beforehand right yeah i mean it, you you lock yourself in pretty deep in that seat. So as much as you're flopping around and everything, um, you know, you're happy to have, like if the seat had come loose or something, you have, it'd be a, you have, a, story. You have a neck harness too, right? Something yeah. Like- well, I had a neck, like a neck protector and I had a helmet on and I had a, like a five or seven point harness, like cinching me in, I had a fire suit on. I mean, I even had links um, on my arms to keep them like together by the, you know, by the steering wheel so that my arms didn't wow. flop out of the window when you're flipping, that can be really bad. <laughs> Oh, wow. If a window breaks and your hand flops out and the car flips, I mean, that's bad. Wow. That's, so, you know. That's a lot of, I never thought about the hand thing. I never thought about that. Um, so when you got out of it, did you get a big cheer from the crowd? I mean, from the crew? Yeah. You know, actually, um, you you can't see it in the film, but I have a you have a video of that whole thing up until the end where they get me out. And once again, Chris Palermo, one of my amazing, one of the best drivers in the world, but amazing, amazing guy, um, was on the team that day and he came in with his fire extinguisher and he broke the passenger window with, you know, something and looked in at me. He's like, you good? I'm like, yeah. And he, he just sat there and he goes, you know what? I'm not going to pull you out yet. Just like take a minute and enjoy this. Cause you just nailed that. And it was kind of a really cool moment. Cause I'd landed and I was like, I'm good. Did we get it? Like, ah, how are we doing? And he's like, you're good you got it. You should just sit here for a sec. Cause you really, you know, you actually did it. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a violent, awesome looking role. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So uh, I know I don't, I don't want to spoil anything for myself too because I haven't seen the movie. But uh, where should I look for the fight courting you did in Mulan? Without spoiling anything, if you can. Right. I'm trying to think if I can even say. Um, I don't know that I can say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but I will. You know what? I'll text you. <laughs> Or you, you know, text me, text yeah, me or text remind you. me, and I'll let you know what it was. Actually, try to, get, try to guess. <laughs> okay, that, that's even better. I'll try to do that. So far, I've been pretty good. I, I guessed on that uh, viral video of the stunt women. I, I knew that was you before you even got <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm really looking forward to the, uh, the the stunt women, the untold story that drops on the 22nd, um, because I, I know of you, and I know of what your sister has done throughout it and uh and you had worked with michelle rodriguez i think on the fast and the furious right? yeah we've done a few films together she's 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 amazing and there, there's some great there's some really amazing stunt women in there donna and debbie evans are featured in there as well and they're just ballers you know they're and there's some ogs in there too i mean genie epper there's, it's it's actually pretty cool to see the progression of you know how they basically paved the way for us kind of thing you know it's pretty cool well, I think you, you of course, have paved the way for a lot of people with your work on just the MCU alone. I mean, you've done so much before that and after that as well. But, I mean, the the stuff that you did with Scarlet and, and Black Widow just elevated what stunt women are capable of doing. I mean, people still go nuts over that Black Widow move that you do in every film. It's just crazy. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I mean, my, my kids love it. I mean, I, I'm starting to show that I, they just finished uh, Iron Man 2. Oh, like, nice. When they were younger, they kind of I, I made them watch it. They're like, oh, that's cool. And they went about doing something else. But now I'm going through all like 20 something films with them. And they just started. Uh, they just finished Iron Man 2. And it got to your part in the the hallway scene. And my five-year-old and my eight-year-old are sitting there watching it as happy as just fighting one guy and then watching you and Scarlett beat the crap out of all those other guys. And every, I'm not even exaggerating, every 20 seconds, they were like, oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And then when you did the Black Widow move for the first time, my five-year-old was like, that was so awesome. And I was like, oh, my God, I know that person. <laughs> and I knew when we did that. Oh, so, that's so cool. So I'm glad girls, to hear it. The OG type. <laughs> yeah, my two girls love uh, your action sequence in Iron Man too. Oh, that's great. Um, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, let's see. So um, for, uh, for is there anything that is, you know, as far as stunt corning, fight corning, that is not on your IMDP page that you could give us a little taste that, that you might be doing? Oh, um... No. <laughs> okay. I think no. No, you can't tell me or No, I can't tell you. God damn it, always. I think every interview that I've ever had with that we've ever had with you is always I can't tell you. I know. So that, well, I end up getting I'm so lucky to be connected to these companies that have these amazing projects. Um, but they're all very uh Hush hush, okay. Hush hush, yeah. But here's the good news. So, you know, looking at the glass half full again is every time you say that I'm, I will send you a, I usually send you a text when I find out or I'm like, is this the movie you were talking about? And you're like, yes. Yep. So, <laughs> and I still always remember the first time you did that to us was when you were telling me you were in Sweden filming something overseas 
And I had no idea that it was uh, Infinity War, which was oh, yeah. freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say that to me, I'm a little disappointed that I can't find out what it is now, but I know I'm going to be excited when I find out what it actually is. Yeah. I know. I was trying to think of, I did, because like, we pretty much shut down like in March, right? So Something like that, yeah. back from that, we finished Mulan in the fall or like the end of the probably no, end of November. So that's, I don't know if that's still considered fall. Um, and I did some reshoots and stuff for Black Widow and, you know, did a car commercial and then we shut down. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, can you, can you talk a little bit about the, uh, the, uh, the stunt coordinating in, um, in, uh, don't look deeper about, uh, sure. like, so do they come to you because it's, it's basically like a brand new show. Do they, do they tell you like each episode or just the episode that you're doing? No. So they, um, actually, uh, originally they had called, uh, and offered the job to Zoe Bell, good friend of mine, and she couldn't do the, the show. So she said, Hey, I, I got the girl for you here. I'll, I'll pass Heidi along to you. And so basically they bring me on for the run of the show. So I'm the head of the department and I'm there for all the meetings and all the, sh- all the episodes, um, basically whether there's stunts or not, I mean, I might not be on set, but I'm, you know, involved in the entire project. Um, we just go from start to finish. I, I can't remember if we shot everything in order or not. I don't think, I think we tried to, um, but yeah, they come in and they, we, they give me all the scripts and they say, this is, um, you know, this is the, sh- the show we're doing. These are the, the, the action beats we have. These are the things we're really concerned about. Um, we, I think we started talking about, um, the little car piece and a couple of other things in the show, um, early on that, you know, usually you go for the things that you're really most concerned about making happen, did a couple scouts. And then I hired my people and did some rehearsals and trained with the actors and stuff. And then we started shooting. <laughs> Is so you're, the, so you're the stunt corner for the entire show. Mm-hmm. It says one episode on there, but I think it's yeah. one episode for everybody. I don't know what. Oh yeah. Cause I was a little, okay. That's, that's even more awesome that you did. it. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, wow. I heard, I heard, uh, like when they were doing, uh, certain shows like Supergirl that sometimes because the shooting schedule is so, you know, ferocious and so fast and so fast paced that sometimes the actors don't even know some of the moves that they're doing for some of the fight sequences. Is that what did that happen on, on this show or because it's a, no. because it's a streaming show, you got to do it all in one thing, like Daredevil well, or something. No, I pretty much, we prepped everything in don't look deeper prior to, um, with Supergirl, they might have so many fights and so many things happen and maybe things changing all the time. But I think Shauna Duggan's double Supergirl, I might be wrong, but I think at least for something on there. And I imagine that she spent enough time with her actors that she knows this is how I'm with Scarlet. I know what she can do. I know what she doesn't do well. I know what she already knows. So when you step onto set, when you know a character or an actor that well, you can bring them in last minute because you know, they might be a little bit like, what are we doing? But you know, they've already done these pieces. You're just putting them in different orders and making it look different. Oh, Um, gotcha. You have a lot of, if you have all the prep time in the world, then you, you go in there and you create and you make something totally new and different. But if you're last minute on set, you want to go with what you know your actor can do. Oh, that's interesting. It's always nice to get little tidbits on the industry, especially the stuff that I love, which is special effects and the, the action sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to Mulan, um, were you on the fight that you the, that you coordinated? Was it on one of the bigger sets? Because a lot of the big scenes 
that we've uh, seen on there uh, in the trailers. They're huge set pieces. It seems like, yeah, most, it's, most of them were big set pieces. Um, I, we, I was a, I was a part of a couple of different sequences. Um, I don't know. I'll have to talk to you about it after. Cause I'm, I really don't want yeah. to, I, I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've done such a good job of being mysterious and, and, uh, it always pays off at the end. Um, I don't want to lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that will happen. Um, so working with, working with Michelle Rodriguez, uh, uh, did, uh, you were there with her on this documentary as well. Uh, you know what, Renee and I were my sister Renee and I. Um, we interviewed together, and we were both in Atlanta. I think we were doing. She might have been doing Ant Man and the Wasp, and I think I was doing Infinity War, something like that. We were working, and so we ended up doing an interview, like in the, in the back of one of the stages. You know, I, I, it's funny when you see I have like a hat on, and I still have like my red. It was it was Endgame because I still had like red eyebrows. From the makeup oh, okay. of the day, yeah. Um, so we did an interview there, but uh, so we weren't out in LA with Michelle when they were actually doing the whole bit of the documentary. Um, it was all that was. We didn't have a chance to actually interview with Michelle. Did you? Uh, were you on the same um, the female Avengers uh, with Renee at that the one of the that sequence in Endgame? Did you work with her in Endgame on that with that? Uh, so. Which sequence are you talking about? So it's, the, it's all the, one of the characters there. No, no, with all the women, all the women, uh, all the women Avengers uh, in that one shot where they help Captain Marvel uh, try to get to the van. Um, n- no. So Renee ended up. Le- Renee's husband, unfortunately, um, sustained an in- injury. He was in special forces in the Navy. He's fine now, but he had gotten hurt, and so she went back a little bit early. Oh, okay. For me, so. Okay. Yeah. That was a really cool sequence. Yeah. What'd your niece think about that sequence? I, you know, I never asked her about it. <laughs> it's it's hard because I, you know, we, Renee and I are her aunts, but we're also kind of like a parental figure for her. And, you know, we go and do these things, but it's, it's kind of like, I don't know if she thinks we're cool or if she doesn't think we're cool. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, it's like kind of being a parent almost where it, you know, you're not, now you're not that cool anymore. Cause you're not just like the aunt that does stuff. So I tend to, if she says something about something, I, I let her speak, but I don't, I'm never just like, Hey, how cool am I? Look what I did. She'd be like, whatever. How old is she? No, she wouldn't. She's 18 now. She's, she's, um, I don't know. She might think we're cool. <laughs> I know if I had an aunt that was in Avengers and was black widow, I would think it would be the coolest thing in the world, <laughs> but that's me. Well, that's she, me. You know, like when you're young, when you're younger and growing up, like even if you thought something that your parent did was cool, you can't tell them because you you can't like, you know, <laughs> can't let yeah, them know but, that you think they're cool. But there's there's a difference between like being like hitting the most home runs in a company softball game and then being Black <laughs> Widow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. She probably thinks it's all right. She came to set with me one day on Endgame, and uh, it actually. You know, she was she was out in Atlanta, and I think when her brother was with us too at the time, and he'd come out to set one day with us. I don't know when, some day when we were on Vormir, and um, so I invited her to come out one day, and just so happened it was this one Monday. I didn't even know what we were shooting, and I show up, and it's literally the day that we're shooting all the actors in that big end sequence. Oh wow! And so we had this huge tent up, and there's like. A, I didn't really prepare her for it because I didn't realize it was happening. And so we get there and I'm playing um, 
one of uh, Doctor Strange's wizards opening a portal. Yeah, yeah. That, I wasn't actually in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> very, very smart. Um, so I was dressed up like this little wizard, and she comes in to me, and now I have her in this tent with like Tom Holland and Chadwick Boseman. Like everybody's just kind of hanging out there, and she just like she was really cool about it. But I'm I'm pretty sure it was like okay, wow, is this what you do every day at work? I'm like, nope, <laughs> not. <laughs> this is like once in a lifetime. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? We have a picture. Oh, cool. I don't know if I can. I don't know if you'll be able to see it or not, but. This is me and Rosie right there. Oops, uh, that's yeah. so awesome. Isn't that cool? Oh, my God, that's so great. So, I mean, luckily, the luckily we, we were able to get a little picture because usually you can't. You're not supposed to take taking pictures on set. <laughs> so it was a gift. It was a gift. <laughs> so his her brother was on set with you on Vormir. Yeah, I think he came down. Um, he, he we're not really allowed to have people on set or with us when we're shooting, but he came down for a lunch one day, and I think we walked through the stage, and he got to see pretty much blue hanging curtains. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it must rocks. have been, it must have been kind of uh, trippy when he actually realized after he watched the movie what he was on set for you know no yeah, maybe no was, spoilers i think it was cool for him for sure um look if you really like this show and it tickles your nerd spot please review the show on itunes and facebook it'll help getting the show sponsors and allow the show to keep putting out daily and weekly content now back to our regularly scheduled program Um, every time we get you on, you know, there's always these amazing projects that you're on. And I, I can't, I can't thank you enough for all the time that you always spend with us. You're so generous with all your time. And, um, it's so easy to support things that you do because it's so awesome. Um, um, so, uh, you know, before we go, I, I want to make sure that, you know, if you can see on the bottom of the screen that, that that's all your, oh, yeah. all your, uh, information, um, and also I want to yeah. always make sure that we also get your business, uh, with Lisa on as well. Just oh, double, double check it to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, we, just, um, we launched, we just launched an app. So you, you got video, um, podcast. I got an app on the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were teasing. I think you were teasing that app, uh, the last time you were on the show, oh, okay. I think, right? I probably just You're, started building it. Yeah. 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 How, how did you, did you hire an app builder or did you guys do it yourselves? No, I realized that I was going to be home by myself for a long time, not working. <laughs> so I, I, I built it. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. you learned a lot about, about app building now. So now that's another yeah. thing. To add I shouldn't to your say resume. I built it. I should say I designed it because I don't know how to actually build an app, but I did have a company that has sort of a, um, help you do it, but you, you do all the design work and set everything up. So, so your resume FL is- fit. So, Okay, uh, FL Fit, good. I'll get that on there, and uh, I'll try to uh, grab the link to post uh, when this okay. uh, when this goes tomorrow. Um, so that's another thing to add to your resume. So stunt woman, director, <laughs> and app builder, right? That's a lot. Well, I like to make pictures, so Desi- <laughs> designing things is what I like doing. So, <laughs> uh, speaking of pandemic, what's the what's the thing you missed the most while you were in quarantine? Um, I missed going to training with all my stunt pals and doing a bunch of jujitsu and judo and sweating all over each other and stuff. I really miss that. <laughs> uh, what is the, what is the 
best quarantine story you have? Best quarantine story. Um, Something that probably would never have happened if you weren't stuck at home or any funny experiences. Uh, you know, I just, I found it funny that my cat, that's why they stay at home all day. They sit in the window, they do their thing. My dog life's changed a little bit. There wasn't dog park, you know, we still went on walks and stuff, but we were here all the, you know, like there was just a whole different deal. And my dogs were great. Their life changed completely, but they were fine with it. They just stay in bed all day if I wanted them to. The cats got upset. They were running around yelling like, what is happening? You're here all the time. Get out of here. So uh, I found that strange. Not really that, a funny story. but <laughs> No, that, that sounds, that's pretty funny because that's what I picture cats would be. Like just something <laughs> about cats. Yeah. <laughs> something about cats. I mean, did you ever see that movie, uh, that animated movie, uh, Life of Pets or whatever? Yeah, so great. And that's kind of what I pictured cats would be like, and, and dogs <laughs> would be different. <laughs> so Yeah, the dog's like, oh, we're staring in today, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're going to cuddle on the couch, cool. <laughs> yeah, the, the dogs seem to be that type. Well, dogs are always like that, right? Yeah. So that, that's pretty adaptable. funny. Um, yeah. Is uh, is the the – how has the quarantine affected you – in the sense of, you know, trying to pursue your other projects and, and ha- have you still been, you know, calling and, and kind of doing things, you know, at home, I guess, like, how do you, how do you audition for a stunt or be a stunt person or because your resume is so big, you don't have to actually audition anymore. Well, to be honest with you, the last couple of months have been some of the busiest months I've had in a long time, even though I'm working from home. Um, because now that I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for an actual pro I'm getting ready for a project and then a smaller project and potentially towards another. So I've had these uh, juggling kind of these, you know, three different preps and and things. So I've been extremely busy. Um, one of them is more of an audition type thing, um, where I'm up for something that I don't have that I'm trying to, you know, um, get the job. So I'm working really hard to create different things for that. Um, the other two I have, so I'm, I'm working to prep and, get those projects ready for when we actually can go and have boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so I forget what your question was. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just asking like what, uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a quarantine thing. Um, now I was just asking like what, uh, you know, how, how has, you know, the work for you changed at home, uh, mm-hmm. being stuck at home? Yeah, it's just, it's, I have to rotate rooms because I, I can't be in one place for so long and having animals and everything at the house. It's, I have to go out and run and work out and stuff because I can't, I don't like being stuffed in one place for too long. I'm so used to change. Every movie's different. Every location's different. Every, everything I do at work every day is different. So it's hard to be in the same spot at a desk working at the same thing. Right. I mean, your, your, I mean, your job is so physical too. It's kind of hard to do that when you're in your own home. You can't really destroy stuff in your own home. (laughs) No, I mean, luckily, um, my business partner for Fierce Lotus and I pretty much quarantined and my sister kind of quarantined together. And she has our Fierce Lotus gym is there at her place. So we were able to continue to train and do live workouts and stuff for people online and stuff. So that was a saving grace for sure. Yeah, I thought it was uh, the one of the videos that I really loved on your Instagram was uh, uh, you were both trying to uh, flip and do things at the same time. Um, Renee and I. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are like some of my oh, favorite. Oh, yeah, the videos. Webster one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah so I guess like one of us would mess up each time, just like, what's going on? 
I know, but like usually people, you know, they coordinate, you know, little dumb dances or whatever. You guys are doing like Arab, Arab, you know, like yeah, yeah, like just crazy stuff. And it's just funny that because even if I was like able to do that, I would still think it's cool, even if I wasn't coordinated enough to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think for for me, and I don't want to speak for my sister, but I think it's been it's been a really hard year on all of us, and there's been some stuff that have gone on that's been very very hard in our life. And so for right now, the fact that we get to be together, and I want to, I don't necessarily just want to post something where I do something cool. I want to post. I'm I'm taking time with her, and we're doing things that make us laugh. And so I want to post those things because I want to I want to show myself, and I want to show the world that like, hey, there's still laughter. I want people to, to see that and giggle. Maybe they're having a bad day and they see me say Renee Fault, like skid on her face, you know, trying to slide through the middle of a shot and mess it up. It just to me, that's what we should be putting out there right now. You know, the fun yeah, no, it's, it's definitely funny. I, I love it. It's, it's, uh, it's very lighthearted. You can, got, you can really tell that you guys are having fun doing it. Yeah. Um, so before we go, uh, I know that I've asked you in the past to uh, take a selfie with your stick figure. So since we've oh, never, yeah. Since we've never done a live thing, I'm gonna take a selfie with you. Oh, it's right here. Your stick figure's right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and take a, a selfie with you while you're on my computer. So we'll, let's try to do that. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Baton. I can. Wait, hold on. Let me do regular. <laughs> it looks really weird on the camera, <laughs> like on the video camera. So what if you do? What if you look in? What if you do like a screenshot of this? So. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, look at the camera and wait for it. Here we go. And smile. Oh, it vibrated. Hold on. Let me see if it worked out. Let me see if I got it. Oh, went to the wrong window. Sorry, stand by. That's okay. Oh, kind of. Hold on. Can I send you a picture? On yeah. This? Okay, hold on. If you want to email it to me or whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I was going to see if I could send it in here so you could make sure you liked it before we... Oh, no, you could just email it to me. I'll, I'll probably post both. I wanted to tease uh, your interview okay. today on, on social media. Okay, here we go. Let me get this picture to you quick. You can take a look. Can you check oh. your... Check my email? Okay. Yeah, here. So, it's um... cute, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take a look at it. Um, okay. I... Uh... I, I really, again, thank you again for always, always being there for us. And, um, you know, that we will always uh, support whatever you do and, and try to, you know, share everything that you, you do. Cause it's just awesome. And I can't wait to see Mulan and I hope I guess the sequence correctly. Um, <laughs> uh, we've been watching you for almost a, over a decade now, uh, doing these stunts. So, oh, wow. uh, I, yeah, it's been over. Well, since we knew about you, you know, because, you know, stunt people don't get a lot of credit for what they do. And because these movies are getting so much bigger, I feel like now it's now is, you know, the tide has been turning to get the people that do all these amazing stunts more recognition. Um, well, thank you. Especially when you have such a cool, like, I don't know of any character. No, I, I don't know any, like, there's no specific Captain America move. There's no... Thor move. There's no Hulk thing, <laughs> but Black Widow has her own style, and that is just amazing that you're you're part of that, and then we get to talk oh, to you about thank it. Thank you. Thanks. So, 
So have fun with your water. Hopefully your water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be fine. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> how things go during a pandemic. No problems whatsoever. Yeah, no problem whatsoever. Um, thanks again for, for taking the time uh, to, to talk to me on my birthday. This is so great. Sure. And happy, happy birthday. I'm so glad I got to see you on your birthday. Thank you. It's, it's actually today, so it's not a different Wow. Oh, okay, great. Well, you have a great day. Thanks again for all your support. And let me know what you think of Mulan. Oh, I definitely will. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Talk to you later. Bye.